Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a Sion update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken. Joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, Sion recently submitted its 2021-2022 grain plan to the Minister of Transport, the fourth annual plan prepared to date. As a refresher, can you describe what the two major objectives are of the grain plan? Thanks, Stacey. The grain plan includes Sion's assessment of how much grain and processed grain products that it expects to move over the course of the crop year, and it includes the actions that Sion has taken or will take to enable Sion to move that volume of grain. The grain plan has been very useful to our cross-functional planning processes and to engage with our customers and other stakeholders about the realities of grain movement in the end-to-end supply chain from the planning stage all the way to destination. And this is a live document. We update it on a monthly basis as the crop year progresses to incorporate new information as well as assess the end-to-end grain supply chain's performance on CN against what was presented in the grain plan. That's in addition to the detailed weekly grain supply chain report that we prepare. Besides looking forward to new crop, CN's grain plan takes a look back at the previous crop year. Can you outline some of the factors that had major impacts on grain movement during the 2020-21 crop year? Well, there's always unique events that occur over the course of the crop year, and this past crop year was especially unusual considering the unprecedented challenges that the pandemic presented to CN and its supply chain partners. All segments of the supply chain made significant changes to operating protocols in 2020 and 2021 to mitigate the risks associated with COVID-19. Then there are the factors that affect the supply chain over shorter periods of time. Being able to achieve CN's guidance on maximum end-to-end sustainable grain supply chain capacity requires a number of conditions to be in place week in, week out, including supply chain fluidity across corridors, no major mainline disruptions, normal winter operating conditions, and of course having the demand to be able to meet those maximum levels. For example, the mainline disruption at Hope BC in mid-September, when a CP potash train derailed on CN lines, took the vital CN mainline in and out of Vancouver out of action during a time when grain demand was hitting peak levels with the onset of new crop. While CN was able to get the line back up and running through great effort within four days, that outage clearly impacted the capacity of the supply chain. Same goes for the extreme cold outbreak in February and the early winter storm in November 2020. All of these factors have real impacts on grain supply chain capacity. What were the final results for the 2020-21 crop year? Well, in spite of all the challenges I just described, CN moved over 31 million metric tons of Canadian grain via carload in the 2020-21 crop year exceeding the previous record set in 2019-20 by over 1.6 million tons. That also exceeds the upper end of the 27.5 million to 29.5 million range of grain movements CN projected in our 2019 grain plan. In addition, CN moved over 1.1 million metric tons of grain from Western Canada in containers, in addition to volumes moved out of Eastern Canada. So over 32 million metric tons of Canadian grain and processed grain products shipped in the 2020-21 crop year, as well as 14 consecutive months of record grain movement between March 2020 in April 2021. This record grain supply chain performance also occurred at a time when overall traffic levels from September 2021 forward were actually higher than at the same time the year previous, with CN also notching monthly record volumes for commodities such as intermodal, lumber, propane, and fertilizer shipments. Contrary to what some people have said, CN didn't move more grain because it moved less of everything else. CN moved more grain thanks to strong demand and strong operational performance. Every player in the supply chain contributed to these record results. What is CN expecting for grain movement this upcoming crop year? And what changes has CN made to its overall guidance on weekly maximum sustainable end-to-end supply chain capacity? CN's expecting an earlier-than-normal harvest, and we're planning on strong demand for grain movement off the combine coming up this fall. Getting the timing right on how quickly things ramp up requires accurate forecasts and collaboration with our customers. CN's job is to make sure that we have the people, the fleet, 
power, and the resources overall required to move the grain crop for our customers. For 21-22, CN has increased its guidance for maximum sustainable end-to-end grain supply chain capacity by 200 cars per week outside of winter and 150 cars per week during winter. So between movement of bulk grain and processed grain products, CN's guidance is up to 7,800 cars per week outside of winter and up to 6,200 cars per week during winter. That works out to 744,000 tons per week of shipments outside of winter and up to 595,000 tons per week of shipments during winter. As I mentioned earlier, achieving that maximum sustainable level of capacity depends on a lot of factors, including fluidity across all major grain corridors, no major mainline disruptions, normal winter operating conditions, etc. There also may not be enough demand to match the capacity available. When you take the weekly maximum sustainable capacity levels over the course of the crop year, that represents total grain supply chain capacity of 36 million tons, which is ample capacity in relation to the volumes that we expect to move this upcoming crop year. What is the current outlook for grain supply levels for the 2021-2022 crop year? Well, we know carry-in stocks are expected to decline significantly year-over-year to historically low levels. As to production, it's clear that significant areas of Western Canada have experienced adverse growing conditions due to persistent hot and dry weather, which, as noted by Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in its July outlook, represented significant uncertainty with respect to crop production in 2021. Many of CN's customers and stakeholders have provided similar feedback. Furthermore, conditions vary significantly by region, which also affects volumes available to be moved. Considering the grain plan is a living document that CN updates on a monthly basis, we'll be updating estimates in our monthly updates as additional information becomes available. The second part of the grain plan covers the resources CN has in place to move anticipated grain volumes over the course of the crop year. Can you discuss the actions CN is taking and will take to ensure it can move these volumes throughout the crop year? First, CN has the resources to move the crop over the course of the crop year. There are four pieces to consider here, network capacity, fleet, crews, and power. When the pandemic struck in 2020, CN did not take its foot off the gas with respect to its capital investment plans. CN's investments support a trajectory of long-term growth and are focused on increasing network capacity and resiliency and enhancing safety, which is a core value at CN. CN plans $3 billion of new capital investments in 2021, maintaining its North American leading position among Class 1 railways in terms of capital investment as a percentage of annual revenues. The investments include many major, multi-year maintenance and capacity-enhancing projects, all aligned to market demand. There's over $1.5 billion in track maintenance to support safe and efficient operations, including the replacement of rail and ties, bridge improvements, as well as other general track maintenance. CN will spend more than $250 million on new track capacity, which includes double-tracking projects along with the construction of new sidings and yard track expansion projects, and there's more than $100 million in strategic projects and technology to enable the next competitive level of modern railroading operations, such as rail automation, dispatching systems, mobility, and inspection systems. Are you able to provide some additional detail on crews, power, and fleet? Well, in terms of crews, CN currently has 500-plus conductors and engineers in training, and we've had a lot more certainty to plan around going into this fall compared to when we were in the throes of the pandemic last year. This year, with a considerably more reliable overall demand forecast at hand across business segments, CN's actively recruiting and hiring to address attrition and resource requirements against projected demand, as it has done since the beginning of the recovery. In particular, CN continues to hire and train in areas where the demand forecast is most certain such as Kamloops, Jasper, Edmonton, and Vancouver hubs. For the hopper car fleet, this spring, CN announced the acquisition of 1,000 new high-capacity hopper cars, bringing its total announced new hopper car acquisition since 2018 to 3,500. That 1,000 car order is part of a larger, 
3,500-car multi-year hopper car program, which will bring CN's owned, high-capacity, high-efficiency hopper car fleet up to 6,000 cars when it's all said and done. We expect to take delivery of those 1,000 new hopper cars during Q1 2022. As to locomotives, CN's also announced the acquisition of 75 high-horsepower locomotives, in addition to the 260 acquired from GE Transportation over the past couple of years. CN's already taken delivery of 25 of those units, with the balance to be received in the second half of 2021. Thanks for your time, David, and thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.